Hello, 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 and welcome to another fantastic episode of Anarchy Among Friends Roundtable Discussion. Before we get started, let me remind you that we are covered by the BitCot No Government License, which allows for the reuse and distribution of this podcast by anyone and everyone except for governments and the bludgies thereof. You can learn more about that at BitCot.org. That is B-I-P-C-O-T dot O-R-G. This is episode 66, um, which... For like the fifth time, I'm trying to remember <laughs> what I tell um, something cherries and implied cherry pies, Tijuana cherries and implied cherry pies and implied consent. Yeah, Tijuana cherry pies and implied consent. That sounds Which, like a good weekend. That is a Pornhub video if I ever heard one. <laughs> I feel like I had that weekend like a couple of decades ago. <laughs> I, I feel like that sounds like we're talking about John McAfee. Um. <laughs> it kind of does. The John Mac the John McAfee poster was whole mouth and nose is covered in coke. Yeah, I, you <laughs> know, I really cher- cherry pie, just red cherry pie. Hookers and blow. She's my cherry pie. <laughs> I just listened to that song the other day. It's in come my back with the warrant. Oh. Oh, see what I did there? Yeah. Oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> yeah, only 80s and 90s kids will get it. 80s kids, really. <laughs> yeah. That was I good, wish, Andrew. I wish I didn't get that one. <laughs> I got dad jokes for days, man. <laughs> it was even worse when uh, his daughter was over yesterday and today. Oh, yeah. just. My daughter and her, that's my dad. <laughs> <laughs> I did I did that the other day with my son. My son we were uh, we were video chatting and uh, he was telling me about this game that he's playing and it's like a it's a uh, open open tier uh, resource skills, whatever, so you can like choose your own skills. So he uh-huh. was like a, a ninja, but he also did like some bard stuff. And I was like, So you're a silent killer. <laughs> and he's like, and he's like, Dad, stop. <laughs> By the Lindsay, way, mute your mic. All that noise is Lindsay cooking. Sorry, yeah. I'm <laughs> muting now. Hold on. That, that it's it's not as bad as Mark's mute, but it it was close. Right. Yeah. Or Mark's Mark truck with an open window or anything else. Mark truck open window on a gravel road. Right. <laughs> With his beard blowing across his mic. And vaping. Yeah, and vaping. <laughs> oh, I got this rock concert behind me. I hope you guys don't mind. <laughs> yeah. Don't mind me. Gonna, just just chewing gravel. I'm going to podcast from the festival. <laughs> Do you guys mind if I play drums while we're on here? I hope it's not important. <laughs> um. Ridiculous. Uh, uh, yeah, that guy. Yeah. We miss you, Mark. Yeah. Get better. Come back. Get better. And then come back. So. Minus the, all that other stuff. But yeah. Yeah, all the noise. <laughs> <laughs> so let's just, jump, let's just jump into it then. Okay. Uh, what do you guys want to start with? Um... I don't know. Let's start with something light and then get heavy in the middle and then light again at the end. How's that sound? That sounds like cherry pie. 
Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly no, that really, what it sounds like. It really like. does sound like a cherry pie. It does. Um, okay. <laughs> Let's just, yeah. Okay. We totally uh, did that on purpose. Industry leaders are freaking out about tariffs and clamoring for warehouses <coughs> in this loophole-friendly Mexican border town. What? 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 Yeah. What? So like smuggling, right? There's there's a loophole in there. It's not, it's, not, it's, it's not smuggling. It's right. Not. Well, that's how they're viewing it is what I'm saying. Yeah. They're viewing it yeah. as smuggling, even yeah. though technically it's not. Yeah. Even as President Trump's, President Donald Trump's trade war with China ramps up, some manufacturers and retailers are not moving their facilities out of China. Instead, some are taking advantage of a little-known tax law called First Sale Rule. This allows companies to significantly undercut how much they pay in tariffs. Other e other e-commerce players are directly shipping to U.S. homes for Mexican warehouses where they can evade evade tariffs on goods that cost less than 800 bucks. Yeah. So this yeah, is not only some, do people yeah. from other countries come through the southern border, now goods from other countries are just kind of yeah. like uh, walking around the, yeah, the this has tariffs. This has prompted some companies to set up warehouses in Hong Kong and Tijuana, Mexico. Insiders say retailers and manufacturers have crowded into the border town directly south of San Diego in recent months to set up warehouses that may allow them to migrate or to, to mitigate how much they're paying in tariffs. Surprise, buy, surprise. Yeah, yeah <laughs> quote, buy things in China, you import them into Mexico. Uh, Manuel, Manuel Diaz, the managing director of SEKO Logistics Mexicalo, a Chicago-based global logistics firm, told Business Insider, Quote, sometimes you ship your goods to Tijuana, they're very safe, and you maintain your storage there, so it's becoming a very popular market. I think that's the first time I've any heard anybody say that my goods are safe in Tijuana. Yeah, no shit. I was just <laughs> going to say that. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> so, yeah, they're, uh, <laughs> so they're using either Hong Kong or Mexico to get around the U.S. import laws or the, the tariffs. So China, so instead, of, so you buy things in China and you ship it to your warehouse in Hong Kong or Mexico and then import it to the U.S. Nice. Because it's cheaper to do all of this than to just ship build, it directly. And to build domestically or to pay the tariffs. Although yep. the shortest distance between two points may be a straight line it may not be the cheapest distance between two points uh, yeah i mean you know sprinkle a little bureaucracy on there lather never rinse and of course the <laughs> twisty heat. route becomes the most efficient because that's what bureaucracy fucking does i just, I, I got it i just in my head I've, i have a drill sergeant going flank the objective flank the objective flank yeah. the objective <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You got to make sure that you're defilade to the tariff fire. Yeah. <laughs> God. And this is, I mean, it's the same thing with gun laws. It's the same thing with any kind of prohibition. It doesn't fucking stop anything. It's like water. No. You can't like. Start, no, no. Okay. Per, California, California. Starting tomorrow, in order to buy ammunition, you, have to, you have to go through a background check. Starting tomorrow, California. There okay, are, so like the ammo. There, no, there are Craigslist ads for carpools to Reno and Phoenix. Yeah, I was just gonna say to go buy ammo and bring it back. Yeah, that makes sense. But to me. you don't even need to do that because it's only on already manufactured ammunition. 
Yeah, you can so buy you can buy all the components and manufacture it yourself, and it's fine. Right. Yep. So if you're a reloader, you get right. around it that simple. Which means that there's about to be probably a bunch of reloading schools opening up in California right. to teach people. That, right. But you can still buy reloading components through the mail. Right. You just can't buy manufactured ammunition. Right. So well, and you can't buy um, like uh, primer compound. Primer compound, you're going to have to buy in person. You're not going to have a choice because they can't ship it. Um, but or or the smokeless powder because they also can't ship that just directly to you. Like no FedEx in the world is going to be like, oh, 150 pounds of explosive. Yeah, let me go ahead and ship that right to your door. Right. <laughs> what you know, wrong? Hey, and that's see, look, that's the market deciding what does and doesn't cross state lines you know, via these postal services, like even the, the, um, the private ones, there are things they will not ship. And that is their right as a business to determine what that is. You know what I mean? So the free market is actually doing more to obstruct reloaders than all the laws California could fucking come uh, up with. Christopher says they'll ship it, but it's a $40 hazmat fee. Oh, oh. which makes, makes sense. Well, there's only so much that you can ship at any one time. I do know there's actually, like, they have rules. Like, you can't pack an entire FedEx truck with, <laughs> like, smokeless powder and, and have that shipped to you. That's Fill, fill an, an entire an entire truck with shipless powder. Yeah, meet me underneath the federal building. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to need you to just go ahead and leave it right there, if you could, in that parking space. <laughs> yeah, um, right? In the handicap spot right in front of the Fed. That's... <laughs> <laughs> oh, here's my here's my shipment of nails. What a coincidence! Uh, <laughs> my nail gun got here. Totally not related. <laughs> In no way can that possibly have anything one have anything to do with the other. <laughs> yeah, we're all going to jail tomorrow. Yeah, I was gonna we're, say, we're all going to go to prison for even this. Joke. I was going to. I was going to say, dear, uh, there goes any shipping to our house that isn't being opened anymore. About <laughs> 90% of it was being opened. Yeah. And now 100% of it is. Yeah. Everything I was <laughs> getting Chris for a while. Thank you for telling us that. We were just going to go along in our ignorance, thinking that you could, couldn't ship yeah. explosives by FedEx. Apparently, you can. Who knew? Um, <laughs> File that away for future reference. Yeah, future reference. Yeah, I mean, you can buy, so all you're basically doing, because people are, I mean, and California is the perfect example of that, because look at look at the gun laws and the way people are skirting around that, right, with the featureless rifles, and then with the mag release being the, the rear takedown pin on an AR, so you smack it and it breaks the action and that drops the mag because that skirts around the law. Uh, AR pistols. Yeah, yeah, AR pistols versus AR. actually... Chris and I eventually we're going to do a video showing an AR pistol and an SBR and demonstrating the two so that people can see that there's zero actual preachable difference. But right? yeah, Pistol, pistols in California don't need a uh, fixed mag, just because <laughs> they're a pistol. So why? Yep, slap a D60 on her and let's rock and roll. Um, I mean, the takeaway from all of this is market demand will find a way. It yep. always, always, always finds a way. Yeah. Prohibition is about revenue for the state and nothing more. Yeah, everybody says That's where it. there's a will, there's a way. There's also where there's a market demand, there will be a way. Yes. To figure out how to get stuff in. I mean, you see the same thing with drugs. You see the same thing 
with tons and tons. You see the same thing in Europe with illegal memes. Um. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the speakeasies of the 20s. I mean, you can still visit a bunch of them around here today. Yeah. You know? So the market always finds a way. No matter yeah. what the government does. Always, always has. Yeah, and th this is this is the other part of the, the the first the first sale first sale doctrine that's the the law that's being used. Um, first off, only about two point four percent of U.S. products are, are imported, or two point four percent of products are imported to the U.S. that way. Um, but it says uh, uh, the first sale doctrine works like this. Let's say you have a blouse to produce in China. Rather than directly import your blouse from your manufacturer in China, you can arrange for an importer who is elsewhere, like Hong Kong or Mexico, to buy to buy the blouse for less money, say seven dollars. Then you buy the blouse for ten dollars from your middleman and import it to the U.S. If that blouse has, say, twenty-five percent tariff on it, you would only pay two fifty for the tariff on it. But thanks to first sale doctrine, the tariff charge is only a dollar seventy-five. That's because you're paying the tariff on the first lower price sale of the item between yourself and your middleman. Genius. Yep. yep. And right yep. on around. And they'll and the more they try to block that, the more convoluted it'll get. And either yep. way, the more expensive the items that people in the United States want to buy will get. And yep. if they it manage somehow to stem the legal leaks and actually like effectively make it unviable from a legal standpoint, the black market will fucking provide it. <laughs> can, can, yeah. you, can you imagine immigrants crossing the Rio Grande with cases of Nikes on their back instead of plastic? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yo, Holmes, check it out. I got this sweet <laughs> crate of Jordans, my man. Yeah. <laughs> right? I mean, cigarette boats running Ruckaware. <laughs> Jordan, like Jordan how much how much shoreline does this country have this country has a shitload of mm -hmm. fucking shoreline like most of our nation's border is shoreline the vast majority of it well and even so the don't stuff fucking that... tell me people can't get goods into this country if they want <laughs> well yeah and even the stuff that isn't strictly shoreline think about the fact that you have locks and dams that connect the great lakes with the atlantic right so you could. So that's all shoreline. So the Great Lakes, that's all shoreline, and then the whole East Coast, Florida, the Gulf Coast, you know, and then the whole West Coast. Like, so we have the border with Canada, and the border with Mexico. This is the only landlocked parts of the border of this nation. Yeah, there's like maybe what six states out of fifty-seven, mm -hmm. like that don't have some sort of water border that you could easily just ship stuff in. Yeah, I mean, I think it's like it's probably like. 12 or 13 states maybe 11 or 12 mm. that don't have well no no shit because the mississippi <laughs> yeah exactly you got the mississippi Oops. running right up and that connects right to both lake superior through, right yeah through a few locks and dams and various canals and waterways that connects to lake superior on one end <laughs> and connects to the gulf of mexico on the other so you have like what like south dakota um, so technically you could call the whole eastern united states its own continent <laughs> yeah more or less because it's all isolated in and of itself and it's all coastline right 
I mean, think about how much stuff gets smuggled into Chicago alone, and Chicago is on Lake Michigan, and right. it still gets tons and tons and to- literal tons of stuff smuggled in every single day. Even now, you this start is- making it cheaper to smuggle things than it is to just right. go buy them, and it's going to explode. I mean, you saw that the the founding of the United States when. Continental Congress started instituting its own tariffs on goods and its own controls. Even the the American rebels started having black markets and smuggling for stuff to avoid those, even in, in yeah. colonial controlled North, areas. North Korea, North Korea has a very thriving black market. Oh, I'm sure. They have they have a totalitarian economic system and they have a thriving black market. Sure. Yeah, the uh, worse the government gets, the the better the black market gets oh yeah mm-hmm. cuba um cuba there's a documentary out there and i can't remember what it's called but it's about the um car culture in cuba um i think vice did it it's actually really really good and really interesting vice um, did it and it's good and interesting yeah um they, <laughs> i know right that's probably surprising but they actually the guy that uh, did it is actually i think a canadian citizen so he was able to go to cuba before a lot of the um the travel stuff was lifted and then Trump idiotically put it all back. Um, but when he went down there, they talked about the fact that, you know, cause they have all these classic cars cause importing a car is almost impossible to Cuba. It's way too expensive. Nobody can afford it. So all the cars that they're driving are mostly American made like fifties and sixties classics. Nice. And they, uh, there's a thriving underground community cause you're not allowed to actually own businesses. So all of that's already illegal. Um, and they like say in the show, like one of the guys says, unless you're running a black market business, you can't survive here. And everyone, he's like all of the police and the military, everybody is well aware that this is happening and no one wants to mess with it because they have their own black market deals that they have to do in order to survive too. So no one's messing with it. If they mess with it, any like ostensible prosperity Cuba has goes away. And once again, that would undermine their little narrative that they like to have their highly socialized everything you know the communist bullshit they cannot have their citizens look less prosperous than they do now and right. then and still survive as a regime they just can't right and so that's- it's 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 undercover capitalism is propping up this communist nation yeah, well, but what they what I was saying though is that what they uh, are what they said in it is that because it's actually illegal to import, just as it's it was at the time illegal to import things directly from Cuba to the United States, it was illegal to import things directly from the United States to Cuba. And well, that's so what, what an embargo is. There's like right. no trade at all. Yeah. So what they were doing to get like uh, they there were like there were guys running around with factory one. If anybody's familiar with like classic cars, they have factory one, authentic factory one parts, which is a United States based, United States manufacturing company that builds a lot of out of make parts for classic right. cars. Um, right. So like your control arm brakes, you obviously Ford doesn't make a control arm for a sixty five Mustang anymore, or for a you know a, a forty nine. Uh, super deluxe they don't make those things anymore so somebody has to so these guys do Ford it doesn't even make shit anymore that goes in my 2012 navigator right exactly so all this stuff <laughs> is all this stuff is out of make and so you only have these aftermarkets but they're all in the u.s so the way that they get it into the country 
is somebody goes, a private citizen will go to the United States, buy a ton of these parts. It's not illegal to import those to Mexico. So he drives them into Mexico. Then they get moved to like Honduras and then from there to the Dominican Republic. And it's legal to import things from the Dominican Republic. So then they get sold to somebody in the Dominican Republic who then just ships them completely in the white into Cuba. So this goes both ways, the southern border thing of the yeah. US with imports and exports to avoid embargoes yeah. and tariffs. There's always there's always ways around it. And even going through these 47 different steps, it's still cheaper than manufacturing in the US. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because, because what, labor what, unions and yeah. Yeah. But we're yeah. free market capitalism. Well, we're, we're Trump is making America great again with his idiotic, oh, we'll bring back manufacturing that's way too expensive and none of these companies are going to move to it because no one will pay the prices that they'll have to ask for American made. Literally, the only free market on the planet is the black market. It is the only free market anywhere. Pretty much. Unless it's a country that doesn't have anything but a black market. Well, there's probably a few of those. <laughs> there are probably several of those. Yeah. It's still the black market. Like, that's still yeah. the black market. And that's the only real freedom on this planet is the black market. Yeah. All right. So speaking so, of freedom, Florida passes law preventing local governments from passing rules against homeowners' vegetable gardens. Now, when I read this, I did a double take because this is the second story we've covered about Florida banning bands. Banning bands, bands yeah. <laughs> we yeah, got they, band, bands that are banning the bands. The first the one was on straws, and we did that not too long ago. So. Yeah, so Florida passed a ban that bans local governments and homeowners associations from banning people having front yard gardens. The fact that that even needs to be a thing is really depressing. It is. It yeah. Is. So, and that goes in. That goes into effect Fucking tomorrow. Clown world. That goes into effect tomorrow, July first. So, Merrick, go plant your front yard garden with freedom. Call it. A, call it a Liberty Garden. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the bill about homeowners vegetable gardens HB eighty two stemmed from a dispute between homeowners um, Hermione Ricketts, Hermine Hermine H E R M I N E Ricketts Hermione. That's Hermione. And, and, and Lawrence Carroll uh, and the village of Miami Shores over the ordinance that banned front yard vegetable gardens. The couple had maintained a front yard garden for nearly two decades, but uprooted their vegetables when they faced the possibility of a fine. They challenged the constitutionality of the ordinance, but lost in court with the Florida Supreme Court declining to take up the issue. Uh, House... Bills are uh, House bill sponsor Elizabeth Federoff, a Republican from Delane, said during the session that legislation involves fundamental rights and that government has no business telling Floridians what they cannot grow or they can't grow their own food no matter where they live. Yeah, which is funny because, like you mentioned, with the Liberty Garden thing, like, wasn't that like a thing that was encouraged not that long yeah. ago, like less than two generations ago? People are getting encouraged to grow their own food. Yeah. 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 I mean, like our generation's parents, they were fucking hippies. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like there was a whole generation right before us that pushed for people to be growing their own food and it was healthier and, and trying to push people towards more like natural kind of 
well, lifestyle. Even before that, World War II, that's where the term Liberty Garden comes from. Those were the gardens that were to support the war effort by growing up. Victory Garden, sorry, it's Victory Garden. But I mean, those were those were the gardens that were supposed to, you know, to make up for the fact that these farmers were like not tilling their fields and things because they were all busy, uh, you know, fighting fighting war. rich men's wars. Hey, yeah, so they weren't making they were making food, so everyone was encouraged to grow their own to make up the th- and that was the boomers. That was the boomers' parents. Like they grew up with that. Yeah, and it's the boomers who are the ones who wanted to take away that ability from everybody. <laughs> It hurts property value. We're talking about Florida uh, passed a law, and it was signed into law this past week, and it goes into effect tomorrow, July 1st. That bans the banning of front yard um, vegetable gardens. <laughs> and then, okay, so they're I mean, we've been them. through this before. And now, who's going to ban they're legal. Yeah. yeah, now now they're legally okay. Before they were... Why not just repeal the law? Well, no, it it wasn't a law banning them. They're talking about like HOAs and local governments. Okay, okay. HOAs and local governments. They had laws regarding front yard or ordinances or whatever about front yard. So now now, now they can't ban them. Right. The the law says that under state law, these are legal. It's like an affirmative law, if that makes sense. No, it doesn't say. It does not say that they're legal or anything. That's it. It says that local ordinances cannot make laws banning them. Right. So That's it's like what, a protection act. Yeah, for, like that piece of paper. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say. I think there's already <laughs> a, a ban on bans that we have yeah, right. working yeah. well. Um, yeah. I think it starts out like we the people something something. <laughs> You guys, it might be going full circle. They might be legislating themselves all the way back to the fucking Constitution. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, except that it'll be the Constitution plus 893,000 extra pages. Right. Just to say that the Constitution is the way to Yeah, go. we tried all the other shit, and really this is <laughs> this is where everything ends up again. <laughs> fucking yeah. idiots. Hey, what, they should have just listened to Marbury versus Madison where it said that anything outside the Constitution was illegitimate, right? Yeah, which is funny because that was literally the very first Supreme Court case ever. Right? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And wasn't that the whole fucking point of the Constitution? Yeah, totally. I mean, it says that in the fucking Constitution, that everything outside of it is illegal. Well, yeah, not quite, but because it does still give rights to the states, and that's where the problems arose. Right. It also gives rights to the states. But it says. Laps laps in 52% ownership over Western U.S. state land. (laughs) Yeah. That's fucking crazy, dude. So. Wait, just wait. I mean, in New York, in in New York, where you're at, it's not bad, but when you get out here on the West Coast, you'll see it. Oh, yeah. You get out here uh, into Western Washington, like Western Washington, most of Oregon, most of California, like 82% of the state of Nevada. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know. Controlled by the government. Controlled yeah. by the federal government. Yeah, and they yeah. use like state and parks Utah, and all that shit is like. Isn't Utah for... the worst? Uh, Nevada's the worst. Oh. Really? It's not, oh, it's not Wyoming? Yeah, sense. no, Nevada's, yeah, Nevada's like yeah, the Nevada's. most. Wow. Well, like, they have all those yeah. nuclear testing grounds and shit out there. So. Oh, I suppose yeah, totally. Los Alamos yeah. Labs is out there. So, And most of Nevada, if you've ever driven through it, it is legitimate fucking desert. There is 
nothing in that state. Right. Fucking nothing in Nevada other than the cities that are like artificially. Well, there's, know, there's like Vegas, Boulder, Henderson, right. Reno, and yep. Laughlin. Okay, and Laughlin. Yeah. And is there anything else? I don't think there's no. it's like anything else. It's just desert and some mountains. There's parts of there's parts yeah, once, of Nevada that you once can you get like, the, Yeah, once you get to the northern Yeah. I mean there's parts of Nevada you enter them with anything less than a full tank of gas, you will run out of gas in the middle of the desert because there is nothing. Yeah, we, nothing else. We used to we used to take uh sandals out to uh um like the Death Valley and stuff. Uh-huh. And go run in in places near there. And when you go through Death Valley, there are signs up that warn you. Like there's this gas station, and this right. is literally yeah. it. Because you guys, you guys won't be able to see that if you're listening, but uh, all all of the red stuff is federally controlled lands in the, in yep. the United States. And you can see it like where, where New York is over here. It's like literally nothing. But if you look at Nevada, yeah. California, Oregon, the only state, it's bad. The only, uh, the only uh, federally owned lands, I think, are like maybe like fort, uh, parks. For, forts? No, it's it's forts, forts, batteries, um, forts, forts, and penitentiaries, and then like ports or something like that. Well, that's what the Constitution and, and the stated and the that like the government, the government wasn't allowed to own anything outside of like a government like building or like establishment, yeah. like you know, yeah, like, like ports yeah. and. Ports and- yeah. What was it? Forts, ports, and four square miles, or whatever for DC. Yeah. yeah. Boy, gotta gotta love uh, Teddy Roosevelt and his genius idea with the national parks. Yeah. Yeah, that was a that was a huge land grab. Yeah. yeah. Which sucks because I really wanted to big my build my house right next to you know Old Faithful. That all came <laughs> under the New Deal, right? Like that was all part of the New Deal. No, that was that was Teddy Roosevelt, not oh, FDR. Oh. That's that right. was Teddy. Because Teddy went out and he did this big bear hunting expedition in Wyoming and saw Yellowstone and what was around it and thought, we need to protect this, which is well-intentioned. But again, the road to hell is paved with those. Yeah, so yeah exactly. That was his idea. He had this genius idea. And once it, that thought from a man who truly believed in conservation gets to Congress and Congress goes, oh, hey, you know what we could do? Right. And at that point, it all starts to slide. <laughs> and it's no coincidence that the majority of federal land is in the Rocky Mountains, where there are mines, there are resources, there are all kinds of fucking natural minerals in those mountains. Is, I mean, it, Col- oh, yeah. is it Colorado it's- or like Idaho that has the largest single deposit of um, uranium on mm-hmm. planet Earth? Yep. Yeah. It's one uh, or two, like somewhere in there. I think it's uh, I think it's South Dakota actually. Is it South Dakota? I know it's in the like the edge of the Rockies though, is where it is. Oh, so, that wouldn't be South Dakota then. Yeah, I think I think it's it's just outside of the Pine Ridge uh, reservation actually. Huh. That was one of the main reasons for going that's into right. Libya too. That's what that's why they drain or that's why they um Frack. That's the reason the, the, the river the river up there died. Fracking oh, shit. Not died. Yeah, yeah. So, you get that uranium two thirty eight and turn it into plutonium. Yeah. So, another, how about that? Uh, how about that Fourth Amendment? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you right. know, this does actually <laughs> serve as a really good segue. Speaking of uh, state control of resources, right? 
Um, high Court upholds Wisconsin drunk driving law, permitting unconscious blood draws. Wow. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I thought you were going to talk about the. Yeah, I thought we were going to Colorado. Colorado. Oh, no. Well, get, yeah, that would have been the perfect segue. <laughs> yeah. They were both good. Set, both were. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they were. Yeah, a Wisconsin drunk driving case, which went all the way to the U.S. Supreme Court, was decided Thursday with justices narrowly upholding the state's implied consent law. The law Jeez. states that police officers can draw blood from unconscious motorists. <laughs> the court ruled five to four that the state law is constitutional and doesn't violate the Fourth Amendment against the <laughs> witches. Yeah, because they say that getting behind the wheel is implied consent. Yes. Uh, yeah. In Wisconsin, state law says that the moment that you get behind the yeah. wheel, you consent to uh, all yeah. chemical testing, including blood tests, breathalyzers, and uh, urine tests, uh, should you be suspected of driving under the influence. Yeah. Good Lord. In Wisconsin, motorists are presumed to have consented to a blood draw simply by having the wheel. Failure to do so can result in losing your license. Hey, you guys, am I just high off my ass, or does Jason's voice sound like it got he, really, like, pulled down by his yeah. he, he does kind of sound like uh, the guy from Silence of the Lambs. Yeah, or like he's all <laughs> stuffed up or something. Agreed. The balls dropped like hard as fuck. Okay, so it's not just me. <laughs> Alright, in 2013, Gerald Mitchell was arrested by Sheboygan. I hope that's Sheboygan. S-H-Y-B-I-G-A. Yeah, it is. Okay, Sheboygan police officers found him walking along the shore of Lake Michigan. Authorities went looking for him after getting a call that Mitchell had appeared to be intoxicated and was getting behind the wheel of a van. Police arrested Mitchell and took him to the hospital where his blood was drawn after he became unconscious. According to the court records, his blood alcohol content at the hospital was 0.22, nearly three times the legal limit of 0.08. Well, welcome to Wisconsin. That dude's blood was fucking alcohol. Welcome to Wisconsin. (laughs) That's actually a fairly common amount to get drawn if you are intoxicated (laughs) under an OWI. Yeah. Good Lord. Wisconsin, I mean, you gotta keep in mind too, this is in the state where we regularly have uh, like 13th offense OWS. Wow. Yeah. Okay, quote, okay, quote, an unconscious person cannot freely and voluntarily consent to a search. For consent to a search to be truly voluntary, the individual providing consent must have the freedom to change his mind, wrote an attorney for the ACLU. What? Who argued that the harm of driving while intoxicated is indisputable, but states have other means to combat driving under the influence? Yeah, yeah, you can't even refuse. Um, in Wisconsin, if you get busted for an OWI and they want to do a breathalyzer or blood test or anything, even if you're conscious, you cannot legally refuse. Uh, it you, is can, you, you can. You can refuse the uh, sobriety test in the field, but then they will haul you down to get a blood test. Right, and you, you can't cannot re- refuse you, that. Yeah, you can't refuse that. If you try to um, uh, revocation of your license, um, they can automatically just require that you install um, the ignition interlock uh, for at least 12 months after you get your license back. And they will institute a mandatory alcohol assessment Um if it, just for saying no, I don't want to do that. 
Wow. Yeah. That's so guilty. authoritarian. I don't even think New York's presumed, that far. Presumed guilty until proven innocent. Yep. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. Totally. Although the breathalyzer ignition thing here in Wisconsin is also super common. I don't think I've ever heard of any other state, other than maybe Minnesota, that that is a common occurrence <laughs> that people are like, hey, some like at a party, is somebody sober here? I need you to blow into my ignition. Sober, yeah. Yeah. Is somebody sober yeah. blow into my ignition, Quag? <laughs> literally, literally just made me bring this up. Um, like that chicken 40-year-old virgin. Yep. Yeah, literally just for, for some reason it made me look this up. Bills to bill to require breathalyzers in cars and yeah, mandatory California health assessments. Um, no, that's like nationwide, right? Like there's a liberal Democrat, Republican Kathleen Rice, Democrat out of New York, introduced two bills that have serious constitutional implications. Her bills will encourage the law enforcement into a police state mentality that is impossible to undo. Um so Kathleen Rice, uh, HR three three seven four bill, otherwise known as the In Drunk Driving Act, would put breathalyzers and ignition interlock devices in every new car. And according drunk to- driving act, as if oh, that good. would actually end so, drunk driving. So yeah, make according, sure that the yeah. drunk people take their kids with them when they get behind the wheel. Yeah, according so the to the, can blow in the thing. Yeah, according to the Long Island Herald, Rice wants to force auto manufacturers. To put breathalyzers and ignition interlock devices in new cars by 2029, the quote the end drunk driving act would mandate that within 10 years all cars sold nationwide come equipped with technology that would detect a driver's blood alcohol content and prevent the vehicle from moving if it is above the legal limit. What's sick is I, I seem to remember. I'm pretty sure it was with us along with this particular uh, set of rules and stuff going in. Um, they did a survey, and a fairly significant portion of the U.S. said, yeah, that would be absolutely acceptable. <sighs> and I'd even pay the $600 it would be required to have the technology installed. Yeah, because... So <laughs> fucking do it. So fucking do it right now. You don't need a law forcing other people to, though. Jesus Christ. If you think it's such a great idea, go fucking install yeah. one in your car go buy right it. now. Go in your car and what I'm are you sure waiting for? I'm sure you'll get a, a discount on your insurance. Congratulations. No. Yeah, you can you can even buy them on the open market. Like they're available right. on the open market, especially for people like if you're a family member or somebody who's like a raging alcoholic and you want to keep them from driving drunk, you can actually buy those and install them yourself. Right. And fairly simple to install to get I'm hooked sure up. I'm sure you can find them on Amazon for God's sake. You get breathalyzers on Amazon easy. Like everybody buys them for keto. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But, and, and, and diabetics to track their ketones and things like that. You know, I mean, you can get all this stuff. I have a breathalyzer in my little diabetes basket in the kitchen. I mean, geez. You I know, mean, and I'm, it makes sense to a point for if you're having like a new driver in the house, like you have kids that uh, you regularly let go out at night. I would understand so a parent going, I want to install one of these into my kid's car. Right. right. Now, the thing, the that, the thing is, is that there's, there's the other end of the spectrum, though. Making this illegal is discriminatory against, like, people with COPD, you know, uh-huh. and, and people with reduced lung function. People who can't – I don't know if you guys have ever breathed into a breathalyzer. I'm sure everybody yes. here has. But, like, have, you have to have, have good not. lung function. <laughs> You have to have good lung function to because you have to breathe for a really long time and hard yeah. too. So it's you know it's almost like has anybody here done a lung function test? Like yeah, 
Because yeah. I have like albuterol because sometimes yes. allergies make me wheeze or whatever. So I've had to do the the lung function test before. So it's like breathing into a breathalyzer like that, but you're it's a smaller opening, so you're breathing a lot harder. But you have to have you gotta have wind to be able to do that. So like laws like this are gonna discriminate yeah. discriminate against people with reduced lung function, COPD, asthma, asthma, asthma got, things like that. Asthma, no car for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Well, and that's the thing is if you can't pass an asthma test, you can't pass a breathalyzer. This right. is plain and simple how it works. It's because right. of the amount of air you have to push in there. So I have enough air to be able to function and mentally drive a vehicle, but it doesn't matter because nope, sorry, can't. And then they're going to start going, okay, well, we're, you know, if they were to pass that law, okay, well, we're going to have exceptions for if you're medically unable, which means that everyone is going to figure out a way to be deemed medically unable so that they get yeah. removed again. When medical cannabis became a thing here in California, like there, there were literally medical cannabis doctor pop-up shops where you could walk in and talk to a guy at a fold-down table. And and also, yeah, they give you a license. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 So you're a total joke. And also, I know at least three people right now who could fucking uninstall something like that from my car. Oh, you know it's super I mean? easy. There's like three wires to snap, a couple of connections, boom, done. There you go. Yeah. And it's not like people would be, you know, it's not like the 3D printing gun and, thing where only a few people like know how to do that and stuff. Like this is, I mean, like any auto mechanic could do this. Anybody with any mechanical experience. I mean, you just, people tear open their fucking cars and, and, and uninstall and reinstall shit all and, the fucking time. And, and, and here's the other case. It's like, it's like on all new vehicles starting in 20, 2029, right? Well, how many right. raging alcoholics do you know that can afford a brand new car? Right. Yeah, not yeah. many. Yeah. <laughs> and all that it'll do is if, especially if it's nothing but the new cars, all that means is that you now have a thriving market for used cars and for classic cars. It's the mm-hmm. same thing as when com- people yeah. started worrying about computerization of their vehicles. Everyone started buying pre-fuel injection vehicles to avoid everybody's Kelly blue book for private sales is about to go the fuck up. Yeah, exactly. Because now (laughs) I have a vehicle that you don't have to worry about it. Or, you know, and the other thing is, is these ignition systems, they're built into the steering column, which means all I need is a new steering column to be able to rip that one out, throw the new one in. Hello, pick and pull. Yeah. Abracadabra. And now the vehicle doesn't need it anymore. People jailbreak fucking iPhones. You think they can't jailbreak their stupid ignition? Are you kidding Holy me? I've shit. sideloaded, I've sideloaded uh, the um, Android onto an iPhone just to prove that I could. And so, and here's the other here's the other point about prohibition: the people who don't need to jailbreak their cars will not. The people who need the breathalyzer will be the ones jailbreaking their fucking cars. I mean, it's just not going to accomplish anything. Well, and on top of that, think about what that does for any emergency situation. Oh, I have to rush this person to the hospital. Oh, wait, I have to blow into this thing. Now I'm delaying by precious seconds. And if I don't have enough air, possibly precious minutes, and I'm probably out of breath because I'm panicked because I'm rushing someone to the hospital, Oh, right. Sorry, so you have to my... calm down so you can get a full breath. Like it's 
it's just it's too ridiculous for words to well that person you're trying to rush to the hospital if they die in the process it's just collateral damage for kind of trying to keep everyone safe you know what i mean yeah it's, well it's that, that's right. gonna be and it's going to happen to somebody in a civilized world. It's going to happen to somebody and then it's going to be a fucking lawsuit and then yep. the whole thing is going to get thrown out anyways because of the danger that it puts people in yeah, in emergency situations. At that point then somebody's dead because of it or yeah. possibly several people and you wind up with a class action lawsuit challenging the constitutionality of it and And then the taxpayers else. have to pay the fucking damages and yeah, so let's just well, not Okay, because look, we're we're nobody special. I mean, I think you guys are special, but like in the grand scheme, like we're we're not political. You know, we don't have political science degrees. We're not fucking like, you know, public policy experts and shit like that. And even we can see all the fucking ways this can go wrong and will go wrong, and all the problems it's going to fucking create. Well, I mean, it's kind of. I'm crazy just thinking because... the state of Wisconsin. Nobody's going to be able to drive a car ever. Yeah, when, you think, when you think about it, like just back to the seventies, like they didn't even have like seatbelt laws. There was no DWIs, like any of that shit. And it was like, right. was was the issue really that bad, or was it just a way to like control people? Well, exactly. And it it doesn't stop. Look at Wisconsin's drunk driving laws. Look at other states. There, are, like Tennessee, your third offense, your car gets taken. Yeah, exactly. Um, That's what I mean. It's just a, it, it's like a revenue generating thing. Yeah, but I mean, like, it doesn't stop drunk driving. People still drive drunk. This yeah. law, the the implied consent, not only does not stop drunk driving or help really. Well, in we're any talking about way. the ignition breathalyzers, <laughs> right? But I mean, to to circle back to what the the original mm. article is, it right. none of this actually is going to help anything. None of it helps anything. I mean, especially I, in Wisconsin, where. I think it's gonna it's gonna cause more issues. Yeah. Um, if you really if like like we we've talked about this before about how um, safety devices and 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 safety laws and banning things um, is detriment, detrimental to society because like when people when people drove clunkers with lap belts and bench seats that you slid back and forth on when you hit it, when you hit a corner too fast. Like, I had a boyfriend in high school that had a 69 Nova. <laughs> yeah, people, people drove differently then, but you get these these today with a five-point harness and you have 37 airbags and magical unicorns that are yeah. going to keep you from getting damaged. And people drive 95 sitting cross-legged on the highway. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, because you have bag and a bag and a bag and a bag. So it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. Got a, got into an accident. Yeah, no, kids. Yeah, there's no real fear. Yeah, people there's, don't there's, fear accidents anymore. Yeah, that's what I'm getting at. Yeah, yeah. Like if there was a, a safety the safety devices, remove some of these laws, and let people do stupid shit and get hurt, and people, let everybody else hear about it, it's going to correct behavior. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, if they're like, think about like if you're driving a 1972 Plymouth Barracuda versus oh. <laughs> driving. Oh. With its steel dash and all, versus driving a you know a, a two thousand Prius, yeah, a two thousand Hyundai or some shit Prius. Which one <laughs> are you more likely to drive like an idiot in? The Prius, I guarantee you. I think we've all seen evidence of that. Yeah, I think we've all seen you don't just you don't have to worry if there was a giant spike coming out of the center of your steering wheel aimed at your chest. You're going to pay the hell attention to people ahead of you and where they're stopping. You're going to pay right. attention. 
<laughs> if, if, if I'm ever driving a Prius, you guys, I was kidnapped or I'm committing suicide. Right. Blink we'll was driving no. a Prius. Yeah. <laughs> he had to drive one as like a rental or something for a little while. He's like, he, messaged, he messaged me on fucking Telegram about it and was like ashamed of himself. I mean, was like, you fucking commie. <laughs> like, okay, Brian, a green family guy. Fucking sticker on the bumper and shit. <laughs> you know yeah. what, you guys? I like the Prius, so back off. Uh, you Dude, know, I almost got ran down by my mom Prius. and my sister have Prius. All I heard was like, all I hold, all I heard was like a fucking light whistle coming down the block, and like I fucking almost got taken out. <laughs> I was like, "You're driving way too fucking fast, fucking that thing." Jesus Christ, terrible. Jeez. All right, uh, U.S. may outlaw messaging encryption used by WhatsApp, iMessage, and others. Right, because they don't want you have any way to communicate with each other that they can't spy on. Yeah. Um, well, end-to-end uh, end -end encryption messaging is a major issue for law enforcement. As the world shifts, oh. easy to crack for government, cellular SMS messaging to various flavors of IP messaging, such as, oh, these stupid fucking pop-ups in the middle of my article. Oh, <laughs> right. uh, such Weird, as message signal and wicker, governments are exploring their options. The challenge is that such services are provided by tech technology companies mostly based in the U.S., making them a large uh, large extent out of reach from lawmakers elsewhere. The messaging services run, quote, over the top, meaning they are not tied directly to the provider or the network or the phone, all of which means that the power broker here, most of which is high things tech and the U.S. government, which is why uh, when Politico reported that, quote, Senor Trump, for senior Trump administration officials met on Wednesday to discuss whether to seek legislation prohibiting tech companies from using forms of encryption that law enforcement can't break. It was a real significant <coughs> provocative step that would reopen a long-running feud between federal authorities and Silicon Valley. That quote, technology is moving fast and privacy needs to move with it. Uh, Joe Wallace, the CEO of Uber Security Messages Platform Victor. Uh, these are all completely legitimate, understandable, even predictable concerns coming from law enforcement. So, yeah, uh, what it comes down to is that things like Signal and WhatsApp, they, they are peer-to-peer. They -peer. Signal is it's a messaging service. It's just like Facebook Messenger or Telegram, uh, but it is encrypted from that point forward. It, it, is, it is literally it, from the time you hit send, it encrypts. Is sit to the other service unencrypted so they could hear. Right. Absolutely yeah. fantastic. I and it can't be intercepted by anyone who doesn't have that specific single generation encryption key. Yes. yes. This is, is what I used to do for a living. I was in cryptology yeah. and maybe. So you, you, know, you know what things like PGP are, right? Mm. Pretty good protection. Yeah. Right. Yeah. E email encryption. Um, well, and you hit what, 128 bit? just about and it's virtually uncrackable right for encryption oh, yes i have signal on my phone i use signal i communicate in signal um yeah that's what i use it's what me and molly have been using since i got kicked off facebook i need to get it signal, yeah signal. i haven't i haven't used it because i don't really message anybody so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so i got nobody talking. i leave messages sitting for days and i kind of feel like an asshole about it but you know <laughs> 
I don't know. I just like for some reason my eyes slide over my messenger notifications. Signal is a lot like Telegram, but it's more encrypted. Uh, like created by Whisper Labs, which is run by a crypto anarchist. Right. Nice. Well, you know, the funny thing about this law is it's the proposed laws from Trump is it's already unconstitutional. Um, (coughs) Ignoring most laws are right. But I mean, this one, like very, very recently, like 2013 recently, um, the Supreme Court in Riley versus California has already ruled on this. Um, they said that it, it was a combination of cases. It was two cases. They lumped it together. Uh, but the, they already said that the only way that you can, that encryption is, con- you know, the, the right to have things encrypted is already constitutional and law enforcement can't even ask you to decrypt and is not even allowed to decrypt without a warrant. Um, Chief Justice John Roberts actually said in his majority opinion, and by the way, fun fact, that case was completely unanimous. Completely unanimous that they had to have a warrant to demand that you break your encryption. That's Um, something else. Like, that's that's a big deal, having a completely unanimous Supreme Court decision. Yeah. Wasn't that one the one where the guy or they had gotten a hold of the guy's iPhone and they re- yes. refused? Mm-hmm. Yep, he it refused was that to case. unlock it. Yep, it was the Apple the the Apple iPhone and he refused to unlock it and it Apple went, also and, refused to unlock it. Yep, all yep. Apple also said screw you no. And That's why I don't have fingerprint ID. I don't yep. do fingerprint ID on any of my Apple products because yeah, or the what facial is the recognition them? one? Yeah, what is to stop them from fucking knocking me unconscious and using my thumb to unlock it? Oh, gee, implied consent. <laughs> there we go. We're back yeah. to that, aren't we? But it, John Roberts said in his majority opinion, um, which is incredibly long, and I have actually read through the entire thing, and it's really boring, but uh, he did say, quote, we cannot deny that our decision today will have an impact on the ability of law enforcement to combat crime. Uh, however, cell phones have become important tools in facilitating coordination and communication among members of criminal enterprises and can provide value incriminating information about dangerous criminals. Unfortunately, privacy comes at a cost. Um, <laughs> and that, that was one of the things that he had said. He also said, I'm trying to find it, one of his other quotes um, that's really, really good, where he... Uh, did I lose track of it? I might have... Oh. Um, and he said that uh, rules that strike the right balance for physical papers and analog telephones do not work when applied in the digital world. To ignore this obvious point is like saying a ride on horseback is materius- materially indistinguishable from a flight to the moon. Right. So what he's saying is that just because it's more technologically advanced doesn't mean that you don't get your right to privacy anymore. It doesn't yeah, mean exactly. the Constitution right. doesn't apply anymore. And I mean, actually, more... I would think it makes it even more critical because people have their entire fucking lives on their phones. I do banking yes. on my fucking phone. Isn't that the exact same argument that we use for firearms also? That is the exact same argument. Yes. Um, But it's actually um, what Derek just said actually played into that uh, majority decision as well, where they actually said that, in fact, the right to privacy is more important on digital devices because there is so much of an individual's life 
on that device that uh, the potential for inadvertent discovery outside the purview of even a warrant um, uh -huh. is so much potential that it has to be very, very carefully monitored and closely uh, guarded. And, and restricted and very specific right. in what can and can't be done. And he, the, the Roberts actually invokes both the fourth and fifth amendments. Yeah. On it. He includes the fifth amendment stating that they cannot compel you to provide the encryption key and the ability to get in if it would incriminate you because doing so is self-incrimination. Exactly. And this exactly. is only six years ago. And now we And how many of us don't have like a pic on our phone of us fucking taking a huge bong rip in a prohibition state and we never posted it because we live in a prohibition state. But you know hmm. what I mean? Like well I don't like, have one, I, I but, don't. <laughs> well I I use that as an example. I probably don't either, but I mean like you know people they have something on there. You well, know, nerds back, or something. Whatever. Well yeah I don't necessarily want to get arrested and then wind up with uh the cops staring at pictures of my girlfriend's butthole. You know, right? <laughs> or like it goes back to that article that we had talked about a few weeks ago where um, the kid got arrested and charged as a sex offender for pictures of himself when he was underage. Yes. Yep. Yes. Who knows what I have on my phone that would be self-incriminating? I probably yeah. don't even know what's on well, my right. phone. What and it ties to that book three felonies a day. I mean, there are so many laws and there's that new... Uh, Supreme Court ruling that ignorance of the law actually is a justifiable defense now. Or what happens? Yeah. What what yeah. happens though if you have if you videotape something in public and you got video of certain people that didn't want to be videotaped and that maybe you captured their voices and it's a two party consent state, you right. technically committed a wiretapping felony, right? Inadvertently, that they're now able to charge you with if they can get in and if they can get if they can view the, those encrypted videos or that encrypted right. message. And it's so <laughs> innocuous. I mean, who doesn't take a video of their kid in the park, yeah. you know, and love it because and keep it on their phone and love it because their kid did something really cute. But there's other people in the video and other voices and things like that. I mean, there's there's no way to I mean, you could have you know, a video that you put some copyrighted music to and just keep it for your own amusement or whatever. You well, know what I mean? Yeah, and keep in mind how many songs ripped off of YouTube. Yeah, and think about how totalitarian this is. I mean, look at the, the Arab Spring. Regardless of your opinion of the Arab Spring, that could not have happened. That coordination could not have happened without encrypted messaging that the government couldn't read. They used WhatsApp, right? Yeah, they used WhatsApp to be able well, to coordinate they, things. That's what they're afraid of. Yeah, and that's exactly, exactly what, they're what this afraid law of. is about. This isn't about, oh, well, we're worried about criminal activity. It's we're worried about them possibly being able, people being able to coordinate the boogaloo well. <laughs> and we yeah. can't interfere, and we don't know, and we're not predicting it. That's yeah. what concerns We're worried about, about sedition. And sedition, <laughs> that phrase has always amused me because... Obviously, I, I mean, as an anarchist, you look at it and think it's the most ridiculous thing in the world. I mean, like, statists get all fucking scared about the word sedition, but holy shit, what, what, organizing opposition to the ruling fucking gang? 
criminal gang, like that's against the law, obviously, because they are the fucking law. Is it, isn't, that, that, isn't that literally like every election? Yeah, you would think, right? Yeah, basically. I mean, if you want, yeah. Any <laughs> any fucking grassroots political organization, anything that goes against what is currently set on fucking magic paper with magic ink, you know, even taking something to the Supreme Court is fucking sedition, technically. I mean, think about think about like, well, Derek, you're in the military too. You know that you sign a contract that you're not allowed to speak out against the current administration, whoever is in right. charge. You you sacrifice your ability to do that right. because you sign this stupid contract. Sign but, on the dotted line. Yeah, but you're you're not allowed. Like, if you're in the military, you would even if it was actually allowed, and it's not. But even if it was allowed for you to run for office, you would technically be committing treason and sedition if you were to speak out and say, no, this current president is wrong and you should do this instead. That's actually yeah. illegal for you. If you're in the military now expand that to the entire United States. Right. And imagine that somebody any, decided that any political speech on your phone. I mean, like then go through your Facebook. If you said fuck Trump even once, I mean, technically, you know, you're, you're trying to influence people against the president and the government, the current government, they could fucking call that sedition. This is why they can't be allowed into our fucking devices. It, it's, I mean, they ignore it most of the time, but if they want to throw the book at you for whatever reason, if they can't get you on the original charges, they can absolutely get you on something that's in your phone. Why, why and that's that? what was so scary about Prism. That was what was so scary. Yeah. Uh, well, they have like data mining collection on every fucking buddy, and it's like they they um like the, their system the way they have it set up. From my understanding, is that they have to like a, a Google. Extent. They have a Google Earth on every single individual on the planet that you know operates in the digital realm, and they have all their transactions, all like they, you know where they've been, like by tracking them through their phone, um, internet activity, where the posts were made, all that shit, like down to the, like the very like finest details so that's the, why i try to start every single phone conversation i have with my friends with bomb president a la airplane <laughs> nail every keyword now you're listening and you get to be bored out of your fucking skulls fuck yeah. you yeah, right? asses because i'm talking to my mother so you and get... I'm talking about my fucking bowel movements <laughs> congratulations nsa where you where you hit pro level is right before you masturbate in front of a webcam. Make sure you say those into the microphone. Nice. Right. <laughs> and you stare them dead in the eyes while you fucking crank one out. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Heavy eye contact. Heavy fucking eye contact. You don't oh, even blink. Oh, NSA. That's right. Analyze. Analyze me. <laughs> Good job. Uh, Our analyst now is freaked out. Oh, he well, I mean, it, it fucking Good. it makes sense because for most people, you gotta, you gotta say the that, relationship you gotta say with that. government oh, is very much like a BDSM relationship. Lindsay, <laughs> you, have to, you, have to say, you have to say analyze really slow. Analyze. Analyze. <laughs> 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 like, people don't get it, but we are all the fucking gimps. We are. Yep. Like, Pretty much. I mean, and we're not the masters, so we're the fucking gimp. And that's what this well, is about. And, it's, and the worst part about it is, if you look at it in, from that lens, we is, it's a, a very unhealthy. 
It's a very unhealthy relationship. Because right. I certainly would not consent to that kind of a BDSM relationship. Word because in in S and M and things like that, or BDSM, the gimp has the real power. This the sub has the real power yeah. in that relationship. Yeah. Yeah. You know? it's a, it's a oh, I'd certainly like to make the government my bitch. Yeah. <laughs> and you can't say avocado and have yeah. it stop. Yeah. That's not what a, safe, don't believe that's not a safe good word. safe word anymore, avocado. It's too fucking common in today's society. Yeah, but you can say it around a ball gag. Yeah, um, which is... Okay, so I really True. feel like this is probably awful, but no. hold on, let me flip on my camera. No, no, stop. Don't. No, Why? Don't. <laughs> Well, the first time I ever heard that, that you could totally say it around a ball gag, I was like, nah. So what do I do? Immediately I go, I will call. Oh my god, you can. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is important. So just for shits and giggles, I just got sent an article from Manchester, um, New Hampshire where a guy was arrested on domestic assault charges because he bit the head of a police dog. Whoa. I'm sorry. Wait. Domestic? Domestic assault. Domestic assault charges because he bit the head of a police dog. What the (laughs) hell is going on in New Hampshire? Yeah, right? (laughs) This wasn't in Florida? That was in New Hampshire. Floridian bat salt must have made its way. That's what I was going to say. It sounds like someone's on bat salt. I I means no. Who are you bringing in, FSP? (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, to piggyback on the fun thing we were just talking about, (laughs) Andrew, come on, do it. All right. Uh, a Greenfield man has been charged with obstruction of justice for not letting police have his phone until they, t- un- until they took it by force two weeks ago. Uh, Noah Sari, 22, uh, was being questioned on May 30th by local police related to an unspecified crime matter when the incident kicked off. Quote, as the investigation progressed to include statements made during the interview, detectives administering the interview attempted to seize an item, specifically a cell phone, from sorry as the detectives believed it contained evidence of a crime. What the crime was was not disclosed by police. Quote, despite being asked to voluntarily relinquish his phone to prevent being charged with obstruction of... To, Despite being asked to voluntarily relinquish his phone to prevent being charged with obstructing government administration, sorry, prevented the device from or prevented the detective from seizing the phone. When sorry was not under arrest at the time, he was he then went to access his phone. He was subdued by an officer. Uh, quote, the detective restrained sorry from uh, potentially destroying evidence until another officer arrived. Jesus. At the time. Sorry, then surrendered his phone to police. Fun fact: Get a fucking also, warrant. Yeah, get that, a yeah. fucking warrant. He was he was arrested. He was arrested and charged with misdemeanor obstruction of government administration, but no other crime at this time. Yeah. Now, and if he had said "get a fucking warrant," they would not have been able to charge him. You have to know the code. <laughs> yeah, it's the magic words. <laughs> yeah. So not only that, or let me talk to my lawyer before fucking anything. Wait, did he have the phone on him at the time? Yes, it was his phone. It was on him. Uh, 
that makes things a little more complicated. But um, I was going to say, actually, Riley v. California also addresses that because those two cases, the first one was about encryption and the Apple thing. The second one was actually about the cell phone specifically where they attempted to compel uh, the defendant from to, uh, to provide his cell phone unlocked for them to look through without a warrant. And the Riley v. California decision basically said without the presence of exigent circumstances, which would include like imminent threat to a belief, a uh, legitimate belief in, in imminent threat to life or person or property, you're not allowed to do that. However, it did also provide that, um, uh, what does it say? Something about uh, if you have it on you, they can confiscate the phone, but if it's locked, they're not allowed to force you to unlock it. Right. So it's kind of like it's um, it's there's no purpose behind them like needing to seize the phone if they can't fucking unlock it. Right. Unless they just want to be dicks. To right. To well, unless they think you're going to destroy evidence and they're yeah, like, yeah. slide yeah. out but, on my watch. And then they, they can also confiscate it and put it in, in evidence and just leave it there. And but at it. the same yeah. time, isn't the whole, like, unlawful uh, arrests I mean, going to fall into this, too? Because how can you charge somebody for impeding an investigation yeah. that they don't even, they're not even charging you for something? <laughs> It's, and they don't have a crime. The question. They're literally yeah, it's, begging it's the like, question. It's like when, when your only charge is resisting arrest. Right. Yeah, yeah it's the fucking Mobius strip of charges. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. literally it's like it's like probable cause, right? Which is like the lowest legal denominator type of thing. Yeah, if you're yeah, resisting totally arrest, you, you must yeah. be in the wrong. Well, no, motherfucker. Yeah, like, I just know that I'm not in the wrong. And yeah, we don't are. have arrest you on, so we're going to arrest it's you on. It's just this. a matter of challenging their authority and the, the fact that you dared to. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're welcome to confiscate my phone and just put it in, in evidence and just fucking leave it there forever because I have fucking family sharing and shit and I can erase my iPhone remotely from one of my kids' phones. So, yeah. I was going to say, that's also yeah. kind of a good thing to have on your phone is something that you can remotely re erase it. Well, yep. and this all ties back again uh, to it's actually the Find to... My iPhone app, by the way, people. The Find My iPhone app that is on all Apple products. It lets you remotely erase your phone. Yeah, and it's sure. uh, uh, Chimmel v. California, which is from clear back in 1969, um, actually laid the groundwork. For most of the existing search incident to arrest doctrine, police officers in that case arrested Chimmel inside his home and proceeded to search his entire three-bedroom house, including the attic and garage. In particular rooms, they also looked through the contents of the drawers. Um, the court basically said that it, while it was reasonable for the arresting officer to search the person themselves... Uh, to be sure that they didn't have any weapons or, or knives or anything else. It was not reasonable for them to search the rest of the home. No. In 2013, in Riley v. California, this was also applied um, by Roberts, where he, in his majority opinion, where he actually said that a cell phone is the same thing as a three-bedroom house. You can yeah. take it off of him as part of your arrest, and that's totally reasonable because you're just removing all of the possible contraband he might have. However, you're not allowed to then search through those. It's like things. a filing cabinet in your fucking pocket. 
Right. Only it's more detailed. It has more information about your life on it. Right. And a lot of this is going back, and I can't remember the case offhand, but a lot of this is going back to there was a Supreme Court case where the Supreme Court justices ruled that if you had, say, a combination locked safe, the police could not compel you to provide the combination to that safe. It's the exact uh, same thing as your fucking amendment. passcode on your phone. Right. And that's what they're applying it to is the exact same thing. So, I mean, even ignoring the anarchist perspective, this is just absurd and retarded. It's right. within yeah. U.S. law itself. All of this has already been ruled on, already been covered, and already been declared unconstitutional. We've already yet, been through this. And yet police departments are still trying to fucking do it. Right, because How's that protecting and serving working out for you, America. Right, because speaking of Supreme Court cases, remember the Supreme Court ruled that police having an ignorance of the law is an excuse, even if citizens having an ignorance of the law is not an excuse. Yeah, that's what you get when you sue for the right to not hire high IQ individuals. I was just going to bring that up <laughs> <laughs> because we're high IQ individuals, and it's what hey you get when all of your training of police revolves around escalation of force instead of revolving around what the law actually is and what it isn't a bunch of suggestions yeah yeah i mean i they're more like guidelines if you're gonna have police (laughs) they should all be required to have a fucking law degree yeah all right feds announced they will stop regulating the number of cherries and cherry pies yay (laughs) applause everyone (laughs) Oh, wait, before we get into this really quick, I wanted to uh, touch on this topic because somebody made a post on Instagram that I saw about, um, I guess there's a, I think, a protest in Portland today by Antifa and they had attacked a gay, Uh, um, a gay Asian conservative guy. Yeah, but they're Uh, calling the fucking peaceful loggers that surrounded the Capitol, they're calling them domestic uh, terrorists the, the so, Asian, he's actually he was a he's a reporter yeah and he was yeah. actually there as a reporter yeah like yeah. he was part of the yeah. proud boy and i heard they yeah. were i heard they were throwing um what people thought were milkshakes concrete. but it was yeah it was it was it was quick dry concrete milkshake with a, a quick crete yeah Jeez. yeah and and then on, on top of that somebody like intercepted one of those like you know their messages or whatever we're talking about like the next upcoming protest about free speech or something they were talking about throwing like muriatic acid in people's faces oh my god yeah so you're talking about like a serious escalation where people are gonna feel that they need to defend themselves with violence so it's like and yet well, antifa i don't believe is not classified as a domestic terrorist group. no because no they are now yeah i think they are well, they might be. I, I don't extremists, know. Extremists, yes. I think I think they're extremists, uh, but not terrorists. As on the DHS extremists, but I don't think they're terrorists now. Yeah, yeah, I don't think they actually count, which is awful ironic because I mean, consider how the left. What we were talking about before the show, how the the left is inter- trying to worm its way into absolutely everything that they possibly can and make their speech okay, and everyone else's speech is wrong and evil and everything else. So they're allowed to extremism. Yeah, well, yeah, that's how you radicalize people creating... in another direction, though, too. That's the dangerous part. Right. Yeah. Well, all of it's dangerous. They're creating, literally, I mean, like, first-person experience here. They are creating echo chambers in oh, yeah. federal agencies, in federal law enforcement agencies. They are, like, the higher echelons in D.C., the policymakers. They are creating fucking liberal echo chambers 
in those agencies and they are driving out anyone who disagrees with them. And it's, it's, that's a really dangerous fucking recipe for America. Well, it's kind of like how Look, Bolshevism started. I'm an anarchist. I don't believe in government to begin with, but, and, and maybe this hastens the collapse of the government or whatever. I don't know, but Americans like statists should be fucking furious oh, yeah. about this. Well, there are no just, checks yeah. and balances anymore. None. They actually, um, just FYI, I did just double check if Antifa is categorized as a terrorist group, and it, it has been officially yeah, um, classified as a domestic terrorist group. Yeah, oh, okay. Um, and right-wing nationalists since 2016. So, yep. 2017 for Antifa, 2016 for people like... Well, and think about this. I mean, you know, this ties right into that whole thing with the, the one of the dangers of government, which is that the bludgeon that you fashion today against your enemy is going to be used... Against you tomorrow. The yeah, as the club that kills you tomorrow, mm-hmm. and we're seeing that now with I, I mean on both sides where a lot of the things that w- happened when Obama was in office and when the left had power are now biting the right on the a- in the ass and the right and they did a lot of things. I mean, look at what they did under Reagan. Look at what they did under Bush Senior. Look at what they did under GW. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. All of those things are now being used against the right, and it, they're, they're still not getting it. They're still clamoring for more power for the executive branch, more power for this because, oh, well, we have Trump in office, though. So Yeah, and then what happens when a Democrat gets in? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think a Democrat's still in, but... Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? By, an by actual, label. Letter D, Democrat, yeah. yeah exactly. Hey, guys, I'll be right back. Yeah, we yeah. actually talked about this in Telegram before about wanting to do like an entire episode on, on, uh, on this and and civil war and boogaloo and extremism and. Yeah, I think it's all coming. It's coming to a head for sure because the I mean like the just the fact that they want to push that kind of like um extreme and, violence. And you're gonna, moving, it, you're you're looking to move into the lion's mouth, homie. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, and look at. Yeah, it's okay I mean, with me because I'm I'm ready to jump into the fire. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, look at uh, I mean, this whole thing is reminding me of uh, that. At the risk of sounding extraordinarily not heterosexual right now, it's reminding me of the musical um, West Side Story and the scene where yeah, the j- talking, Jets and the Sharks. Yeah, the Jets and the Sharks, and well, if they bring you know knives, we'll bring guns. Yeah, exactly. That's and how it happens. It just escalates. Yeah, and it's that escalation of force, and you're starting to see it between the left and the right. Personally, I'm chomping at the bit for this to escalate into full-blown war because I believe in another reference here from Game of Thrones, chaos is not a hole. Chaos is a ladder. Yep. So under through chaos, the anarchist cause can develop now i'm not a collapsitarian i don't necessarily want everything to collapse all at once because people can't handle that and that i mean look at somalia that's what happened in somalia and it didn't go well for anyone but it hasn't turned around at all (laughs) right but if you can get that spark to happen and that fighting to begin it's you're pushing over the first domino and they all start falling Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so it's possible it's possible to carve out a truly free society from the remnants of 
the resulting violence and I think that's what's going to happen because I think there's going to be like uh, regions essentially it's not going to be like states anymore I think it's just going to be like kind of like autonomous zones I mean it's possible you'll have federated areas I mean and you'll have them probably much more along the lines of uh, the I mean the same thing is what would happen in the Middle East if you actually could undo Sykes-Picot where you would have it divided along cultural lines again yeah, yep. And if you had that happen in the United States, I mean, somebody, there was a map a few years ago that somebody had done, like some sociologist where they had gone through this census data and things and uh, carved the United States into pieces based yeah, on like 11 different cultures or something like that. Yeah, it was like 11 major zones. And there's a couple different maps that has or were done right around the same time with just slight differences. Well, I think the biggest differences between them is one accounts for the fact that respondents were uh, abnormally high in like major metropolitan areas, which are naturally going to lean more left um, yeah, right. versus yeah. uh, the you know like the rural areas. And I've seen others that account for the fact that not only do rural areas account for more landmass, but also tend to have more firearms. Oh yeah, totally, totally. <laughs> um, so. There's well, a, people are going to eat themselves. We just need to build a fucking wall around every major mellow metropolitan. Well, that's area what I'm saying because they're they're just going to cannibalize themselves within the yeah. you know yeah. within let them all eat uh, let them all eat each other. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I'm fine with that. So that's that's why that's why I always like remain semi rural because it's like I don't want to fucking be any part of that shit. There's a yeah, there's but a, there's always some people stuck in the in there that had nothing to do with any of it. You know. Oh yeah, totally. There's a video I posted on Wolf last night. Um, I'll have to I'll have to drop that in the Telegram group. But it 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 talks about this and it's like I don't agree with it one hundred percent. But it's like it's got a lot of stuff and you're just like yeah that makes sense that makes sense that makes sense like okay yep. right, I agree for the most part. Well, I mean you can see where all this stuff is headed. I mean unless it's right. like you know somebody fucking you know tries to you know simmer things down. But I don't think that there's anybody that can do yeah. that. We American to, Revolution to, 2.0, the electric boogaloo. That's where yeah. the fucking uh, had it. We could do a yep. whole episode on this, just on this subject. Yeah. Yeah. We could do a series of episodes on just Probably. this subject. Yeah. This is the podcast <laughs> in and of itself, this whole Yes, topic. it could be. Wow. Yep. That's true. And I, I mean, I'd love to run one like that. That would be fantastic. One about, you know, because obviously I'm kind of a fan of conflict. Um, <laughs> they made you that way, though, Andrew. Well, it's not, my fault. No. Yeah, it's not my fault that I'm a fan of conflict. All right, it's the only thing I've ever been good at. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you're that's, like, that's, that's, like that's kind of like you, Manchurian candidate, I know. <laughs> right? It's like you feel comfortable in your element. Well, yeah. yeah, but I mean, that's that. But that whole thing. I mean, just the idea that. Antifa is starting to do this and they're escalating. You notice it's not the right that's escalating, not saying that the right isn't insane in and of themselves anyway, but the ones who are escalating a lot of things right now are predictably the ones who lean socialist, who lean communist and look at the way communism has spread every place it's ever spread. It is. Can we talk about, well, right wing is usually reactionary to the left. You know what I mean? It's yeah. how it's always been throughout history. It's always like a response to communism. Right. Can can we talk about the Oregon governor, Kate Brown, and the shit that's been going down in Oregon with their fucking cap and trade bill, HB 2020? Oh. 
I was uh, looking so right. forward to that turning into the boogaloo right there. I was like, what? So it's like it has to do with like climate change or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It, uh, it okay, was, try to remember. It wasn't, that... it wasn't as bad as like the new green, um, yeah, the new green deal, but it was still pretty bad. Like it, it would have essentially it was cap and trade. It yeah. would have essentially killed logging in Oregon. Yeah, and Oregon. Yeah, and I heard there was like huge like backlash steel. in terms of like protests and whatnot going on. Oh yeah, yeah. Like all these truckers. I okay, so I have a friend, Heather Lovato, and she married into the Lovato family. And they are like one of the biggest logging families in the Willamette Valley, right? Like yeah. that's Lovato's a big name in logging where I come from. And she's been posting all this stuff about it. Um and about the protest and whatnot. And she, she posted videos and pictures because they went to the protest. Because her husband works in logging, obviously, because he's a Lovato. And, you know, and the protest, like all these truckers and loggers and things, they all brought their big rigs. And they surrounded the Oregon State Capitol. And the reason that they did that, I was in Salem, Oregon. And the reason that they did that, yeah, and the reason they did that is because 11 of the state Senate uh, Republicans. Okay, so the Oregon State Senate has 12 Republicans. 11 of them left. They haven't been to work. They took off. A bunch they, of them left they, out of they state. Returned, yeah, they returned, they returned back to work Saturday. They were, gone right, right, right. For, they were gone for nine days. Right, to prevent a quorum in the Oregon State Senate, to prevent them from voting on this cap and trade because they knew because it is so overwhelmingly liberal in the Oregon state Senate, they knew that it would fucking pass. They were, yeah. there were, there were Democrats that didn't support the bill. There were Democrats that said that the bill went too far. Right. But they still would have had the quorum necessary. They had to have at least two Republican senators in the state Senate to, to vote on the bill. And they only had one. Because all the other 11 of them fucking left to prevent the smoke. Mm -hmm. And then Kate Brown fucking sent the state police. Well, she, to... she threatened. She threatened. Um, I think for like two days she threatened. And then she didn't actually send the state police because the... She authorized Oregon, them the Oregon, too, but I don't yeah, think she ever gave the, the Oregon, order. The Oregon and Idaho militia, mm -hmm. they're like, they're... come and try yeah, yeah, their basic response was uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> um, uh, send bachelors and come heavily armed or something yep. like that. Send, yeah, that was yeah. The, one of the Oregon State senators said that, that. send that bachelors was, come was, heavily yeah, armed. Uh, the, the 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 Republican majority, the Republican leader. He's yeah. he's the one that said it. Damn, it feels good to be a gangster. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. When Jeez. You when you have actual like lawmakers, they're going no, 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 please, please, I'm begging you. I'm, I, you know what? This just, I haven't really had a lot of a lot of opportunity. I mean, it's cited in, yeah. but I really haven't please. verified. If you could go yeah. ahead and do that, that would be great. What he said was essentially, <laughs> "I wish a motherfucker would." Yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Yep. Yeah, and I and just. I think that American society in general is at a tipping point. Oh, yeah, totally. One thing, if she had sent the state police after that and that guy had resisted and there was some kind of shootout, yeah, that, that, that would have been enough. Yeah. It really could have. Yeah. I really think yeah. that it could have. 
shit's getting really bad in Oregon. Um, if yep. you guys remember yeah. the uh, Portland's That's a total like shithole, man. It makes me so sad to see what it's become. Like Ant- Antifa took over there. the Portland City Council and shit. <coughs> oh yeah, uh, the I mean, Bend uh, City Council. Yeah, and I don't, I, I really don't want to see that start in Oregon just because I have two daughters in Oregon. Um, oh. And like, oh, oh that was the the other one, the um, all the of Hammond. my family is in Oregon. Yeah, you guys, you guys remember the Hammonds, right? The the farmers that went to jail. Yeah. Right. Yep. Um, yeah. That that was the reason for the whole Mauer Wildlife Refuge occupation. Ever grazing yep. rights right. and stuff, right? Well, no, no, no. What it what is is um, they had. <laughs> oh no, that land. was they had, they had they had a um, they had along the with their with their along with their um ownership along with their with their their grazing rights they had water rights and all this other stuff and and the state was trying to take over part of their water uh, for the preserve and they tried to fence them out and all this other stuff and then um. Right. And then there was a fire um, that that's uh, a wildfire that started, and the Hammonds ended up lighting the backfire. Well, the backfire burnt like under their fence and did like a, a, a one acre burn of, of quote state land, and that's what they sent them to, to jail for. On on domestic- yeah, for stopping a fucking for stopping wildfire. wildfire. Yeah, domestic terrorism charges because it was federal yeah. property. Wow. So that they, they went to jail and all that good stuff, and, and they were in there for a while, and then Trump pardoned them and, and whatnot. And what did the Hammonds do? They went right back to the BLM and got a grazing permit. Yeah. Right? They went, right they went right back to the government and and, and begged yeah. for permission for a grazing permit. Yeah. So they we, got their Lavoy got fucking killed over that whole thing. Yeah, yep. and there's now um, evidence with Lavoy that that might have been even planned. It might have been an assassination. Oh, it's totally, to- yeah. totally was. But, uh, so, so that they, they got their permit, right? They got We've all permit. been saying that since it fucking happened. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I mean, there's like hardcore evidence now. That well, that I mean, he reached for his. Happen. He like reached for his side because he got shot, and the side tried to say he was reaching for a gun, and then they just yeah. fucking yeah. unloaded on him. Yeah, reaching with his right hand when he's left-handed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, anyway, yeah. Um, he got the, uh, they got the permit and they went like to start ranching again and an independent nonprofit environmental organization filed a grievance against the Hammonds because they were bad land stewards and oh God. Then the federal government pulled their grazing permits. Okay. Environmentalist groups wouldn't know land stewardship if it fucking slapped it them in the face and raped them in the ass i mean oh. <laughs> I, I have to say these environmentalist groups are so out of touch with what land stewardship really fucking looks like they have no fucking clue they i mean how do they even complain they don't know what they're fucking talking about they don't environmental groups are why wildfires are so bad yeah, yeah because oh we can't let it burn because i i mean to put this in perspective how bad the government and environmental groups really are. Uh, my mom pointed out she uh, in one of the, the local state parks, it's right next to where my mom lives. Um, it's uh, I want to say Perot. No, Nelson Dewey. That's what it is. It's Nelson Dewey State Park. So um, Nelson Dewey State Park is like right at the top of the ridge that my where my mom lives just below. And they have at the uh, state park 
um, like the check-in things, they have uh, these little things where you can grab the newsletters that the DNR puts out. Oh. Uh, it's Department of Natural Resources, yeah. anybody who lives in a state where they call a fishing game. Um, well, D- and they, yeah, and they, they had an article in there talking about how they needed to figure out how to kill all of the earthworms in a, like a 12-acre area so that they would stop eating all of this plant life to give these tiny new plants a chance to replace the established woods. That is literally the most retarded fucking thing you can possibly do in any given environment is eradicate the fucking earthworms. Are you shitting me? They thought that was a good idea. Yeah, because their argument was, oh no, these aren't normal earthworms. These are Russian earthworms. They're not native. But do they still perform the same function? Identically. Identically. Good. Worms worms make healthy soil for those that Wait, so you said they're Russian earthworms? They literally buy earthworms to put in their fucking gardens. Yeah. Did you say they're they're Russian earthworms? Yeah, it was like they're Russian or something. Like some some like northeastern European Eurasian country. Well, I can understand then because they don't want any more collusion. It's it's the collusion that's (laughs) keeping the smaller plants out. I knew he was going there. <laughs> I did too. As soon as I the word Russian came out of my mouth, I'm like, ah, I thought he was going to make uh, a whole podcast on this issue, guys. We really do yeah. like a whole set of podcasts on this issue. But we got like 10 minutes left, and I really want to get to this article because it is so stupid. Okay. It's going to give me a headache, which is why I saved it for last. All right. <laughs> I <laughs> might be fucked up enough to put up with it without getting yeah, it. Colorado said a quirk. <laughs> Artisan Mountain Spring has to be capped. Residents are trying <laughs> last Hail Mary. This is the one we thought you were going to segue to earlier. Yeah, this is the one I was trying to segue to earlier. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. Nearly three months after the deadline, state officials set to cap it. Uh, Wesley Wingfall pulled up to Colorado's quirkiest water source to, with a car full of five-gallon jugs. He's been making the trip every two or three weeks for years, driving up the windy roads from his home in Colorado Springs to an artisan spring that flows from a pipe in the shadow of Pike's Peak. He has tap so, water at home, but the taste and smell has never suited him or his wife, hence the jugs, roughly 50 gallons worth, that he filled that he filled up on a recent day. Okay, so just hang on, just in case anybody doesn't know, an artesian well or an artesian spring is is caused when there's a conduit from a layer of um of like substructure right that has a lot of water but it's under pressure so the conduit to the surface whether that be natural cracks or an actual pipe provides an outlet for that pressure there's no pump needed water just flows naturally up to the surface it's literally artesian literally water coming out of the ground right yep right so on its own without any help yeah uh, quote, this is the absolute best thing that ever happened to us since we moved here, being able to find some fresh mountain water. But it's Yum. water that technically is not legal for anyone to take. Under Colorado's strict system of water rights and appropriations, oh. every water use needs an official stamp of approval. Nothing comes free. Well, <laughs> within yeah. the system, the springs at Gillette Flats, just a few miles outside the gaming town of Cripple Creek, is a glitch. There is no water right for it, no legal decree, no one claims ownership over it. 
No one can even say who stuck the pipe into the ground to harness it or when. There is perhaps nothing like it in Colorado. Last year, amid historically dry conditions, state officials said the spring would have to be capped unless residents could come up with a plan to make it legal. People taking the water from the spring were robbing the water right holders downstream, state officials claimed. Ah, yeah, that actually ties in. I'll let you do the I actually have done a ton of research on this so yeah, tense, tense meetings and fever, feverish planning <coughs> residents of Teller County and beyond said that they felt the state was trying to take away part of Colorado's mountain heritage and now months after the April 1st deadline the state set to cap the spring residents are still trying to hail Mary one that currently seems hung up in the winds of bureaucracy unclear whether it will land did they have a plan to bring the spring into Colorado's water system but state water officials say the plan falls short Water officials say they are working with the Colorado Department of Transportation to remove a stock tank that captures the water from the spring, which sits on a silver CDOT right away next to Colorado 57. CDOT says it's waiting to hear what comes of residents' efforts to preserve the spring. Residents say they can't move forward with a plan because of the CDO requirement for anyone working on agency property to carry $1 million of liability insurance. In the meantime, dozens of people a day continue to stop at the spring to fill up the jugs, both large and small. Maybe their last drops of free water. Yeah, and it's the so the bizarre quirks of Colorado state law are actually not even just state law, but Colorado uh, constitutional law. So um, in 1861, that's how far back this cluster fuck goes. So. Here's a picture of the stock tank, right? You see the, the pipe on the side here? That's all yep. the water coming out. It's not a lot of water. We're not talking about a big, huge creek. We're not talking about hundreds of gallons an hour, or gallons a minute. We're not talking about a huge flow. We're talking about just a tiny little. A trickle. Yeah. yeah. So a trickle to keep the water circulating in a stock tank. Yes. To give you some background on this, so in Colorado in 1861, as they're drafting their constitution, their state constitution, they rejected what's called riparian water law. Or riparian? I don't know. I've only ever read it. I've never heard it pronounced. Yeah, riparian. Riparian. Okay, so riparian water law, which is pretty traditional for eastern states because and, and like midwestern Rip- states. Uh, riparian is the zone uh, around a water source that uses that water source to grow. So okay. like, like the, the, the banks of a creek plus like 25 feet, uh, yep. the banks of a river plus like 100 feet, the larger it is, the, the more the river right. is. Okay. So the, the riparian idea is that if you are living along this waterway and you divert water because you live along this waterway, you are allowed to use it however you're gonna use it as long as you return it to the source without having diminished it any because the people downstream of you also deserve the same right to the same amount of water so in order to like water wheels and hydroelectrics and things like right or if you're going to run like a a small creek into your land as long as it runs back and it's the same amount of water it's okay um as long as that water hasn't been like tainted right Because the idea is that everyone along that waterway gets the exact same rights to the water as everyone up the waterway. I mean, everybody does, right? And that's the idea. But the problem is that Colorado, being high desert, 
doesn't it gets like what 21 inches of rainfall a year on average something like that and that's it parts of, parts of colorado the like the, the the southern part of colorado it's it's high desert the northern part where the rockies are did for whatnot they got like like 700 percent snowfall this year yeah, and I mean, then snow melts, a lot of water. and there's there's a robust like river system, right? So but in average, out of the to, to fairly scarce water where where it's considered farmable, in, in particular arable land. So they rejected that, and they decided that what they were going to do is they were going to put in their constitution a different kind of water rights than almost anyone else in the U.S. has, which says that the first person to the water, because they understood that irrigation was going to be necessary. The first person to the water gets the rights, but it gets a little more complicated than that because they basically created a public water ownership where everyone owns the water. Therefore, no one owns the water. Right. So like, like, you know, like public parks and things like that. Right. Think, think right. federal land, right? It, it belongs yeah, yeah. to everyone, which means no one gets it. Um, yeah, and yeah. so, um, <laughs> Sounds like communism. Right. And it, oh, and it gets, yeah. it gets super complicated because they modified it in 1866 and 1876. Exactly like and communism. They, so, um, everybody owns it, so no one owns it. Yeah. It's, uh, Colorado's chosen. Everyone owns it, so nobody can have any of it. That's yeah. communism. Right. It's amazing hydration. Yeah, exactly. And that's what it is. Is so, um, the waters of uh, a natural stream, which includes surface water and groundwater that are capable of passing to a surface stream, designated groundwater of the eastern high plains, non-tributary deep water, um, uh, that is water that uh, doesn't pass to or from a stream or other surface source, located outside of designated groundwater basins, and then the Denver Basin uh, is its own thing, um, are all considered owned by the public, quote-unquote public. Um, but only but you have water. to pay the water to utility to access it for drinking water and washing and things like that. No-ish. Uh, no um, that's no why Colorado. <laughs> no, see, that's why this. That's why this makes no sense and still kind of right, makes so sense. That's what and I mean. <laughs> this is Schrodinger's water rights. Okay. Yes. So, <laughs> they exist and don't exist simultaneously. Basically. Like, if, if someone knew, like, if there was a, a specific person who could say, I had driven that pipe in, I tapped this. <laughs> right. But if there was a single person who said... There's a law and order sound effect. Yeah, that's... Man, man, I, I got I it. it. I tapped this. I tapped this. But if there's a single person who can say, I'm the one who did this, everything's kosher because that person has the water rights under Colorado... So why doesn't I'll be the motherfucker saying I'm the one who did this, even though I didn't. Right, but <laughs> you need one person who has done this, and then they get the water rights, and then they can distribute my, said water rights. As nobody they, knows who did it, I'll say my grandpappy did it. <laughs> right, but you need to back it up. I mean, oh, but if you could back that up, if you had it and you could back it up, you could prove that okay, this is mine, and therefore distribute it any way you want. Where the issue comes in is no one knows who actually tapped this anymore. So, right. therefore, because it's technically public <coughs> and the state claims the right to distribute to the public as it sees fit, it falls under public regulation and therefore state regulation and manipulation. This is so fucking stupid. 
it's Dude, that's, too high for this shit. Right. I fucking lost track of all this bureaucracy. Right, but that's that's why I did the research oh. on it because all the article says is through a quirk of Colorado law, and I'm like, okay, but what quirk? That's the quirk. Right. Is because what Colorado's law has managed to do is make this Schrodinger's well and make <laughs> simultaneously everyone's and, and no one's. Right. That's and crazy. what should happen is that, I mean, ideally, is that they lean everyone's and go, yeah. okay, anyone can use this. Let's just keep the status quo here right. and everybody can just use it because no one's claiming right to it. And so everyone should just be able to use it, unfortunately, because government can never, ever let that happen. Yeah, no <laughs> shit. That's not going to be the way it's going to go. Well, they Free can't water. let people be independent of them. That's fucking dangerous, and they cannot allow it. Well, yeah, self-sufficient people have no need of government. Right. Which is why where you have more people, you find more government. You don't, right. you don't, and that's, the, find that's a huge why you, government in, the, in the middle of Montana. And that's why you have so you laws against front yard gardens and rainwater collection and domestic animals within city limits and or livestock animals in city limits and things like that because well, they, yeah, they, and it's, it's arguably the, the uh, natural resources regulations by the government are the most insidious. Yeah their claim to own rights like wisconsin in wisconsin if you buy a piece of land you get all mineral rights extending to the core of the earth and all the way up to the edge of the atmosphere well anything yeah that's how it that, should be right anything within that you get and that's the way wisconsin is but there are lots of states that say you only get mineral rights x amount of distance down or x amount of distance up yeah, or I think that's new, right. new york new york is like that yeah, yeah, or you you places, a lot of places in the West where you can't even where large corporations have come through and already bought the mineral rights. Yeah, and in right, Virginia, yeah. it depends on what you find on your property. I mean, if you find like like ancient civilization artifacts and shit, that property's not yours anymore. No, the state will right. come and, 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 and it gets yeah. even more complicated still because in a lot of states outside of Wisconsin, and I, I that's the only one I can speak to with any real authority. It's the only place I've ever owned property is Wisconsin. Um, right. But outside of it, if there are states where you can sell the property rights, but not or the, the property rights, but not the mineral rights, and you can sell the mineral rights differently than oh, you yeah. can the property rights. There's, and there's there's a, there's a lot of places in Texas that are like that where people where people buy surface rights, mm. right? That that's that's their land deed is the surface rights, but then if somebody else has the mineral rights, such as an oil company, they have the legal right to to come, come on your property, to build a road, to build a landing, to you know put up a dike and and to get their oil. And right. there's nothing yeah. you can do about it because they own the mineral rights and they have the legal right to come right. onto your property to, to get it. They yeah. get an all an all encompassing easement to access their mineral rights. You yeah. also have where it gets even it's more basically complicated. Just another form of eminent domain, really. I was just gonna say right. that, yeah. And and where it gets even more complicated is there are states like Colorado where the water rights are separate from all other mineral rights. So if you have water on your property, that can be determined to belong to someone else. Because H2O is totally not a mineral. 
Right, but it's, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not a natural thing. Like, this is why government <laughs> trying to interfere with these things makes not a lick of damn sense, because now you have, you could theoretically, in Colorado, you could have a property where you own 100 acres of your own property, this great big ranch. However, you can't graze cattle there because the grazing rights have been sold to someone else. And you can't use the groundwater there, even though there's a big lake there, because those water rights belong to someone else. And you can't get any gold or anything that you happen to find on that land because the mineral rights have been sold to another person that's now passed through a separate lineage. And, and, and timber rights. They're yeah, and timber can be separate. They come cut down the trees. Yeah. So you are allowed to live there and literally nothing else, even though it's your property because yeah, of right. the way government laws read. That's insane. Yep. So, and it's right. it's not like in a free society where if I buy a piece of property, I have the right to sell contracts to whoever I want for yeah. you get a contract to these minerals, you get a contract to this water, you get a contract to graze here, you get a for the yeah, once, once, or until the end of my life or whatever. Yeah, because right. once that once that property is under your control, it's like it's up to you to do whatever the yeah. hell you want with it. Exactly. This is a deed unto itself. Right. So yeah. that deed can be inherited, yeah. it can be bought and sold, it can anything without any of your say so. Right. And the only way to avoid it in states like that, and that's sadly most of the states in the United States, the only way to avoid it is if in those contracts you specify that there are exceptions where if the property changes hands, the contract is null and void, or if, uh, you know, the person who the contract is sold to is deceased and it's not inheritable or it can't be bought or it, it needs to be a provision within that contract because the but state that, right. law will but allow that has it to be done. That has to be done ahead of time. If you're right. like second or third buyer since a contract was made, I, I mean, you have no fucking rights. Yeah. And if like there's, there's, that's why there's properties. There's some properties that you can buy in Arizona, New Mexico, a few of the other states where they are these weird little chunks in the middle of a property or like a strip or a weird shaped thing that you can buy for really, really cheap because since mining rights were purchased there or there was a claim there that took over the mining rights it doesn't matter that other people are owning the property around you they can buy and sell it all day but that strip that mine they can't own right. so that can be bought and sold at will where it gets mm -hmm. really stupid is if it was a massive pit mine and then that person that buys it fills it all in and builds a house on it that's still legal huh <laughs> huh yeah it's, that is how stupid government laws and property ownership get. Yeah, right. And yeah, that's what this falls under. Where oh no, you yeah, the water doesn't belong to anybody, so you can't use it. You can't use it, yeah. 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 And the, the worst part is is if is exactly that. If nobody owns it, the government presumes that the government <laughs> fucking owns it. Yep. How well, yeah, is the like, government because the government's the people, right? Back. This this goes, <laughs> yeah. this goes back to the Hammonds, to the Maurer Wildlife Refuge occupation, to Clive and Bundy, to yeah, like this now is the a Bundy big, thing was overgrazing. Big deal. 
That's this what is I big, Well, it's over taxes because the federal government wanted him to pay to graze cattle on state land. Right, he, right. He was willing to pay the state because it was a state land, but it, yeah, okay. But yeah, it's 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 a big deal. It's a big deal. And like there's there was there's a big push against this stuff back in the the late seventies and eighties with the Sagebrush Rebellion. Mm-hmm. And um, that kind of died out. I yeah, it's it too bad. Come, I wish it would come back. Yeah. Well, and you saw that with um, a lot of the natives and those movements for their hunting rights and, and uh, you know, growing rights and mineral rights and all of that stuff. Um, I mean, Wisconsin was a hotbed for it. We had the, the really big armed rebellion um, in the, the early 80s, I want to say. That was in the early 80s. There was what? There was what? Like a, like a, a five, four or five year occupation of Alcatraz by yep. name at one John, John Trudell was their spokesman. Right? That's essentially what it was over was was government overreach. Yeah, and there is, I mean, there are threats over uh, in Wisconsin. I know at least there there are threats over uh, spear fishing uh, and spear fishing rights, and um, because the government was trying to stop natives who had spear fishing being included in their treaty. Uh, as being something that they got to do in any waterway. Um, There's a big dispute over that where the government was trying, the DNR in particular, is trying to say you can't spear fish. Like the, like there, there are places in Oklahoma. There's there's um, uh, a ranch in Oklahoma, if I, I remember correctly, and the lady um, the lady built a, uh, dug a big pond and like brought in, brought in some, some native catfish and whatnot. So she had a, a piece of land with a pond that she built, filled with water that she collected, and then seeded with catfish that that she had purchased. And then they weren't allowed to catch them because they didn't have the government's permission. Oh yeah, there's, well remember recently there's I don't remember where it was. There's that woman who where that that culvert we I think we talked about on the show where the culvert had been stopped up and the land had flooded for a couple of years. And they wanted the county to come out and clear the culvert so that water would drain again. And the county said, just do it yourself. So they did it themselves. And then the county and the state wanted to press charges for them destroying the wetland, even though it was actually created in the first place. (laughs) Due to their own incompetence. Right. And, And it was just, I mean... As soon as you let government decide to start saying that it can possess literally anything, it's a downward slope. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the second land becomes public land, public access to that land becomes severely restricted. fucking restricted. Like, you, if, if you can be ticketed and eventually arrested for trespassing in a public park after dark. Yeah. There's something wrong with that. How oh yeah, you that can do that here. Not fucking crush people. Yeah. Yeah, you can do that here. If you go the there's Riverside Park. It's a big park runs all the way along uh, the Mississippi River here in town. It it makes up I mean several acres of have, uh, water property. We, we literally we literally have city park right down the street, A and Tenth Street, huge park, huge park like. Probably six or six or eight square acres. That's big for you know inside the city. Big baseball field, big playground, big grass area, lots of big oak trees, huge signs oh. everywhere. Is that dark? 
Yep. Oh yeah. There's. I mean, like here. Pettibone is also. Yeah, Pettibone's the same way. If you're if you're there after dark, I mean it's and it didn't. It wasn't always that way because like we used to meet to to street race there. We'd all meet up <laughs> down along Riverside Park, but uh, back in my younger, significantly more reckless days. Yeah, um, I mean, I hung out at a lot of fucking city and state parks in the, in the middle of the night when I was a kid. Yeah, <laughs> but you used to, there, there's sidewalks, the, the public sidewalks lead right to it. The street leads right to it. It just goes into it. There's no gates, there's no fence, there's nothing. But, oh, if you happen to be in this given geographical area after this arbitrarily set time, now you're breaking the law. Yeah, even though it's a public. Yeah, land it's public it's a public park it's public land but not that kind of public you guys not that kind well it's the same thing it's the same principle as you see on the border on the southern border where all these people oh well, it's public land so we all own it really so can yeah. i do whatever i want with it no then i don't own it do i mm -hmm. yep exactly yeah this, uh, we really got to do a, a full episode on just that sort of thing and like property rights and yeah. Oh, oh, like you guys know, property rights is my thing. I can just go crazy with that one. Oh yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You guys got yeah. anything else you want to bring up real quick? No, I mean we should talk about we should tell everybody that that youtube is gonna not support oh, yeah. google um, hangouts yeah we use a uh, uh, google hangouts to do these guys and then live broadcast it on youtube but mm -hmm. uh, google hang or youtube is ending support for google hangouts so we might end up going somewhere else or using something else and i think we should go live uh, on our facebook page first. <laughs> so yeah that that's that's the initial idea is that we would do it like we would meet up on skype or something and then live broadcast on facebook right yep so i don't think you need skype i think one person starts the live video and invites the rest to join it yeah I it think... might be what we have to do yeah but wouldn't that also mean that lovely zuckerberg would actually have uh, the ability <laughs> to stop our broadcast mid-broadcast well, i don't know that that changes anything because remember google did just delete a whole bunch of videos proving that google was intentionally trying to suppress information yeah, and oh, yeah, YouTube absolutely. has been demonetizing and shutting channels right and left anyways. So until there's a better option, we're going to have to fucking make do, really. So, so. Just, if you guys got any ideas, let us know. Um, yeah. Any platforms we can migrate to. And watch for episode 69 coming up yes. in another couple yes. of episodes. <laughs> 66. So you guys got three episodes. Get us yeah. weird, weird sex laws. Weird sex yeah. That's we're weird. gonna spend the whole episode 69 going over weird sex laws in the US. So send us what you got. Yeah. Yeah. That's gonna be fun. I think that should be our first Facebook Live episode, quite frankly. I think that would be the most fun. Yeah. It would be great for that to be the first one and then all of us get a 30-day ban. Yeah. <laughs> well, which is why the, that leads to the suggestion, the uh, calling it, our session has expired. Yes. Yeah, so. Yes. Or watch uh, our session before it expires. I guess I'll have to behave myself because I think I'll be back on Facebook by then. 
Well, if I get if I, if I get banned, I can't be doing a fucking down. Facebook Live thing. Yeah, you just <laughs> lost you just lost all your socks, right? Yeah, dude. <laughs> lost all my socks in the laundry. Like, <laughs> my, my socks yeah. is still going strong, even though it has that that um, profile picture Jason made for me of me bathing in faggot tears. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Because that's what my last man was this. for, was for using yeah. the word faggot. Interrupt. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, um, hit us up, let us know, and yeah. we'll uh, we'll catch you next time. Hey, yeah. before we go, man, I got a plug. Oh, yeah. What? Underdtees.com. Yeah. Check it out. This is my the, the live free or die crossed out kill t-shirt. <laughs> The graphic doesn't show up nearly as well as I wish it would because of the color of the shirt that I got. But if you get it in black, it's going to work or one of the lighter colors. But yeah, live free. Check them out. Yeah. Also, buy my book. And I'm going to be on the Dank Pod stash on the 14th. So nice. That was a a fun conversation. I was on there this past Sunday or last last Sunday. Yeah. Awesome. And And then Nick was on Freedom Imagined the Wednesday. Awesome with the Ishbowl. What's that? With the Ishbowl. With the Ishbowl, yeah, my Ishbowl. Yeah, nice. <laughs> so, on that note, right. on that note, on that note, I guess we'll uh, catch you next time. Yep. Bye bye.